Joining us right now, it is Britton Johnson. He's on the pre-half post-game shows here on the Zone Sports Network with the Jazz Games. He does a ton of different stuff, from coaching, uh, and he's just an all-around good dude. A redheaded Hall of Famer for sure, Britton Johnson <laughs> on the Zone Sports Network. What's up, Britt? How are you? Good dude, especially when I uh, make my appointment when I was supposed to talk with you guys at 11.05, right? <laughs> you you put your opponent, you, you double booked is what you're saying? <laughs> that that just means um, now you're a red you're still a redheaded Hall of Famer, but second ballot, not first ballot. Yeah, yeah, I'm second ballot for sure, slipping to third soon. <laughs> no, you guys know me well enough. When I get in a conversation, I get a little uh, distracted easily and um, forgot about the 11:05. So I easily could have told the person I was talking to, "Oh, I gotta go," but we just got engaged in good conversation. And then I looked at my phone at about 11.20 and blurted out uh, a word I can't say on air. But luckily, you guys were able to still squeeze me on. So I'm happy to be here, gentlemen. <laughs> uh, your thoughts on the Jazz offseason? You know they're going to be aggressive. But in your eyes, what is realistically the – what are you hoping for that is most realistically possible in terms of the result Ooh. this offseason? I think that we all want to see this team because of the personalities and the hard work ethic stay together in the core of them as much as possible. That being said, I feel like Jazz fans, Tony, going off their off their pulse, are ready and willing for a drastic change. Meaning if certain key players, I'm not naming names, I'm just going to throw Donovan and most likely Rudy out of that, but certain players have to be traded to to get more scoring and help for Donovan. Even though people love this team, I think they're ready for it. By the way, the other day, I was at the grocery store, and a lady came up to me and said, just please tell me, please tell me, they are not going to trade Ricky Rubio. And she started to hyperventilate. <laughs> she literally did. She was, like, breathing, and all of a sudden she started crying. And I'm like, I, I really have no say in the matter I have, I'm like, I don't know why you're asking me or telling me not to have him traded because I really, I have nothing to do with it. But she was like grabbing on my arm just like saying, I love him so much. I mean, it's just funny how obsessed the fans get with these players and their personalities. Yet, you know, we know that, that Ricky Rubio has a lot of uh, strengths, but there's some weaknesses that he has as well that, we could think of several different point cards probably that could replace him or do a better job than he does in areas that the Jazz need help, a la scoring, help for Donovan Mitchell. You know, Now, I'm just throwing his name out there because, again, I had this wacky incident with this um, really spirited Jazz fan the other day who is obsessed with Ricky Rubio. But going off the, the, the pulse of the fans, sorry, I know they love this team, but I think people are, are ready to see and would be willing to see something drastic happen in order to get more scoring in, into the Jazz, uh, on the Jazz team. If we had to pigeonhole you into a position that the Jazz need that scoring at, is it point guard? Or do you feel like maybe a wing scorer would fit better or uh, maybe a, a big four that can stretch it? Oh, how about all the above? Can we get all three? I'll take done. I'll take all the above, Alex. You know what? Um, if I had to choose right now, because I I get again. Here's here's the here's the problem. Going back to Ricky Rubio, you have a phenomenal human being. You have a phenomenal person, great character, someone that Dennis Lindsay, you know, and and everybody does not have to worry about. And if I'm 
I'm part of the Jazz front office, and, and I think about the character of my team. You know, when you go out in public, you're Steve Starks, you're Dennis Lindsay, you're, you're Quinn, and, and you get to talk about Ricky Rubio. He is one of the most phenomenal human beings there is. He's, he's dialed in with cancer, um, fundraising, and, and you know, visiting people. So there's all that that's great. But scoring-wise, scoring point guards right now is what the NBA is. That's why, what the top teams have. It's what it's trending to. Um, you know, you even look at Kyle Lowry in the finals. The guy can come off a screen and pull up and drill a three and be a threat. Now, he hasn't done it as good as he, he normally does, but I think uh, you can go on and on with teams, Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, right? and you just find – even even look at Patty Mills. I mean, Patty Mills, he's, he's not necessarily on the top five, top six, I mean, top ten, but yet he has that ability to score and help out. Where Ricky Rubio, is he pesky on defense? Yeah. Is he, does he knock balls loose? Yeah. But right now, I don't necessarily know that I care about having a lockdown point guard defender because I have Rudy Gobert to clean up whatever deficiencies or there are whatever inefficient defensive point guards to come in here. I, I need. I feel like the Jazz need scoring. They need scoring. They need a ball handler that can give Donovan Mitchell some relief. So if I had to choose a spot, it would be the point guard position. Often was that the sound of your hot pocket being finished in the microwave? There is that. What I heard? <laughs> no, that was my. Uh, I need to turn my. That was, a, that was my spot. Oh, okay. All right. I just want to make sure. Pizza you know? bagels are ready. <laughs> I can't believe you guys can hear that. That's what cracks me up. Uh, Brent, uh, no, I am not poisoning myself with that right now. Um, Go ahead. The biggest lie you ever caught someone in, or 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 that you were ever caught in? Uh, <laughs> did uh, did you do you see the Rob Palinka story involving uh, Kobe meeting with Heath Ledger at a time that was impossible for him to meet with with Heath Ledger? So I had Sports Center on for just a bit yesterday, and I heard something about was Rob Palinka telling people about a Kobe Bryant Heath Ledger meeting, and that Heath Ledger something was that it? Can yeah, you, am so I right? He was in a in a meeting with a bunch of well, like a like a like a discussion, a lecture, and he was up there with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and he was telling these Lakers players about this time that Kobe Bryant asked him to line him up with dinner with Heath Ledger. Because, and as Rob Polinka put it, and we played the audio earlier, uh, Kobe had just seen The Dark Knight and wanted okay. to pick uh, Heath Ledger's brain on how to get so locked into something like that so he could prepare for the finals similarly. Well, Heath Ledger passed away in January and the movie didn't come out till July. And so that Ouch. is not a, not, not a true story. Um, Tony, there were... I, I have definitely... Um, put together some pretty strong lies when being fed by my mother and I didn't necessarily enjoy the meal. Um, <laughs> I have, uh, I have lied to my children when I don't want them to, um, I want, I need them to go to bed and I don't have a good reason for them to go to bed. I just want them to go to bed cause I'm tired of them. So I've okay. come, I've put together some pretty elaborate. Yeah. Lies. But then, uh, <laughs> Every once in a while, I'm caught. Every <laughs> once in a while, yeah. But, but I feel like my lies are for good purposes, not to hurt feelings. I'm with you. Well, see, if you're a young player in this league, would you have a hard time playing for him after this? I mean, wouldn't it? Because he brought the lie out of thin air for no reason with nothing to actually gain. Would that not rupture trust to a level that you wouldn't feel good playing for this guy? 
God, you know what? I just, uh, I, I don't know. I think there's just been so much going on and happening uh, in the last couple of weeks with this guy that, yeah, I just think it'd be difficult to, tr- you know, you want to be able to trust somebody that you, I mean, I remember my time with the Orlando Magic and with the Indiana Pacers um, and, and my short time with the Hornets in preseason, I got to know the general manager as well. And they were right there side by side with me, giving me uh, instruction, telling me when not to stress out. I mean, today to this day, one of my favorite meetings was when I was with the Indiana Pacers I my childhood basketball here was Larry Bird, and, and to have him after one of the games come up and kind of give me a little bit of advice on on how to approach a game and how to manage myself out there, especially when I, I knew I was going to be playing a ton of minutes with not knowing the system really well. Um, it was awesome. It was valuable, and uh, I think as a young player, you know, you want to be able to trust these guys and put your sort of life in their hands because. You, that's what you're doing, and I, I think it would be tough, Tony. I really do. I think it'd be tough to to trust them for sure. Uh, Britain, if you can define it for us, the this is uh, we do this on Friday, fill in the blanks. But because it's a Wednesday, I'll just do it anyway. Blank would be a, def- a complete failure for the Jazz. So this or bust this offseason for the Jazz. What is the basement lowest thing that they have to do to satisfy the fans this offseason, in your opinion? I think it's, it's, it's offense. You're solidified on defense with Rudy. The, the league is turning into an offensive league. You've got to bring in um, a score. Somebody that and, – and look, the Jazz have players that can get hot. Joe Ingles can get hot. Jay Crowder can get hot. Ricky Rubio every once in a while can get hot. They have to bring in somebody that has, has – has had scoring longevity and has shown that they have been able to score and put a good season together. Is Tobias Harris that, you know, Conley would be, uh, in my opinion, the, the, the stronger candidate or um, what's his name from UConn? I'm going blank on his name out Kemba in, Walker? in Charlotte right now. Kemba Walker, yeah. So there just has to, you know, and, and golly, we, we all say that, that has, that's what has to happen, but, you know, and I'll go out and do it. I mean, if obviously they're going to try, obviously Dennis is going to do everything he can, but he wants to, you know, keep the integrity also of this team and the character of this team intact. And that means, you know, choosing the right guy that fits the Jazz mantra and fits the Jazz, uh, you know, style. So easier said than done. I'm glad I'm not the guy that, that's in charge of that, but they need scoring. I'm picking the Warriors in six. What do you got? Uh, Warriors in five. Ooh, I think uh, it goes four one. I'm with I, I said Warriors in four with Portland on DJ and PK show, so I, I'm feeling good about myself <laughs> there. Um, but I think Warriors in five. I think Toronto makes a couple of these games really close and competitive, but I think uh, there's no way They're, the Warriors are just too good. Brick, great chatting with you again today, man. Thanks so much for being a part of the show. We'll have you on again soon, and. Uh... Enjoy the rest of the summer, man. It's a good time. Awesome. Thanks, guys. You bet. Good to talk with you.